Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc SOAP and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. Good morning. How are you? All right. All right. Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday is finally here. The last of the Zooms for the for this year. And I have the honor of bringing that about. You know, God is good. God is on the move. And we are so grateful to the Lord. We are so grateful for what he is doing, you know, in our lives. Uh, let us begin uh, this morning. We're reading uh, Romans 15 this morning. Romans 15. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word, Father God. Let your word speak to us this morning. Let it be you and not us. So, Lord God, I thank you for all those who are watching now and later. Father, I pray that you will just meet their needs, Father. And I just thank you. Thank you again for this time that you have given us. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Normally, I will say my lovely Sandra with us this morning, but I ain't going to say that. I'm going to say my son, <laughs> Pastor Jay, with us. All right. Good morning. Just today we're in Romans 15. I'm reading from New King James Version. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproach you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Then may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may be with one mind and with one mouth glorify the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. For this reason, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you, because of the grace given to me by, by God, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus and the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Holy, by the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and around about to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ, 
And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. For this reason I have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you. Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on, on my way there by you. If first I may enjoy your company for a while, but now I am going to Jerusalem to minister to the saints, for it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. It pleased them indeed, and they are their debtors. For the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you to Spain. But I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. And the God of peace be with you all. Amen. 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 All right. Stretch if you need to again. All right. Romans 15. You know, this pretty much this letter was, was written to the Romans, of course. But yet again, it was also this particular chapter is dedicated a lot to the Gentiles. And who are the Gentiles? We are the Gentiles. <laughs> we, we, we who are not a Jew, we are the Gentiles. You know, and it, and it starts off and it starts off. Uh, it says, uh, we then who are strong are to bear with with the scruples or with the doubts of the weak and not to please ourselves. In other words, we ourselves, you know, the mature ones, we have to help them as they come in through the door. You know, Romans 14, 1 says, receive one who is weak in the faith, but do not dispute over their doubts. In other words, receive those who come in the door. And this is something that I've caused fusion you know, it has a, we do a great job when it comes to this. We do a very good job when it comes to receiving those that come in the doors. We receive them with open arms. In Galatians 6, uh, 1 and 2 also says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual or yet stronger, restore such one. In the spiritual gentleness, uh, considering your less that you be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. In other words, the strong needs to lift up the weak. The strong needs to be there for them. But not only lift them up, we, it's our, our position. We're supposed to be there to teach, to strengthen, you know, uh, to, to, with gentleness, you know, in the ways of the Lord to guide their steps. And verse 2, it goes into, it says, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. You know, edification is just to instruct them, you know, that, that through our instructions, their lives could improve, you know, and in, in, in the things of the word and knowledge and to uplift them. So we're called to uplift one another in Christ Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 19, Paul says again, for though I am free from all men, I made myself a servant to all that I may win more. Uh, more lives to be saved. In other words, that Paul, even though he was he was a free man, you know, he became a servant. He served, and that's again, again, that's something that we do. We do with, with all our heart here at Fusion. We serve. 
one another. Because look, it goes right into verse three. It says, for even Christ did not please himself. You know, he didn't please himself, but as it is written, the reproach of those reproach you fell fell on me. In other words, Jesus bore the insult, the hostilities of the sin of the people back then that they were against God, but Jesus bore it all. Matthews 26, 38, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. In other words, Jesus, when he was going in the garden, when he was weeping before the Lord, he felt the pressure. He felt the burden. And you know what? And again and again, this is something that we as believers need to do for one another, to love one another and be there for each other. In verse 4, it says, for whatever things were written before they were written, they were for learning that we are to, that, 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 that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, you might have hope. All scripture, all scripture is given to us to teach us, you know, and to show us the way. Not everything is applicable, you know, from the Old Testament to the new covenant that we have with Jesus Christ. But all scripture right now, is, you know, is there for our learning. In 2 Timothy 3, uh, 16 and 17, the word says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's probable for doctrine, for reproach, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, truly equipped with every good work. So all scripture has been given to us to help us, to show us the way, to equip us in the ways of the law. And again, and then that's our responsibility to make sure that we pass this on. Don't keep it to ourselves. We need to do this. We need to do this. In verse five, now may the God of patience and the comfort and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ, to be like-minded. Verse six, that you may, may, may be with one mind and one mouth glorifying God, you know, the Lord, you know, and Paul, you know, this was Paul's prayer, you know, that, that God will bring the churches to a place of harmony, love, and unity. Because, you know, Paul was written this letter, he was written into the Romans there, but it, it was this particular chapter was geared a lot to the to, to the Gentiles, that God was, that Paul was trying to bring them together, you know, as one. In 1 Corinthians 1.10, it says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So again, calling us to be of one mind, calling us to be uh, united. There's a lot of division going on out there. There's a lot of stuff happening around the world, and you see it, and you read about it and all the time. But as a church, we need to be united. We need to keep it together, you know, at the, as a church. In 1 Corinthians, again, he says, 2.16, uh, he says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So we're going into the mind of Christ that we to have the mind of Christ. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. So in other words, so we need the word of God. We need to, you need to, 
take all the scripture. We need to uh, be growing in the word. We need to be mature. We need to be stronger. We need to be there for one another. You know, and and again, and again, uh, we're going into a new season, you know, and a new season is going to bring a lot of changes, you know, with the, uh, not only with the weather around us, but what is happening around us is going to be it's going to be natural change. There's also going to be and I feel in the spirit that it's going to be a spiritual change. There's going to be a spiritual awakening in the house of God, you know, and God and, and, and look at the way that God has has blessed us, you know, in this season, you know, Fusion itself, you know, Cumberland County with a, a new building around the corner. And, and, and that's just doors of the beginning of God's blessings upon us. Why are these blessings have come? It's because we're doing the work of the Lord. We're doing his will. We are standing in the gap. We are praying. We are receiving one another. We are loving one another. And that's why it keeps saying over here that we have to be of one mind. In Philippians 2, uh, 2 and 5, it says, it says, fulfill my joy. This is Paul again, by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So in other words, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And, and in having the mind of Christ, we don't think the way the world thinks. We think the way the Lord wants us to think. He gave us his word and his word instructs us to show and shows us the way. And, and as we take the word, you know, our way of thinking changes. I'm not the same Robert Hernandez that was that was born. I have grown and I have and I have uh, developed in different areas. You know, and 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 I, as I grow and I develop, I my desire is to pass that on is to give that to somebody else. And I like to encourage and I like to motivate and I like to, to, to poke up people sometimes just to get a reaction out of them, you know, because why? Because if I can give them some light, if I can give them some hope, you know, then, then I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job as a, as a believer. You know, it says in verse, verse seven, therefore receive one another, just as Christ also receive us to the glory of God, to receive one another. And again, we do that. We do that religiously. And my uh, my uh, my brother Doug, you know, that Overby, you know, he's he's one of he's one of my mentors. Yeah, he probably doesn't probably never heard me say that before, but he's one of my mentors, you know, and me coming in into fusion and I saw the way that he was doing things. And I tried to emulate some of the stuff that he has done. I can't jump the way he does. I can't run around the way he does. He got too much energy for me. He goes all over the place, you know, greeting people and going out of his way. And, and sometimes that gets me all excited when I see him doing that. But that's the way it is. That's the way that we're supposed to have this love uh, for one another. We receive each other like this and we welcome people in. And that is one of the reasons why fusion is growing. That's why fusion is on the move. Why? Because we are loving. We are spreading the gospel. We are reaching out. It says, it says in verse eight, now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to their fathers. You know, Jesus came to make a way, but he came to make a way for everyone. You know, at first, you know, he was, he was born, he was born through the Jews. 
he was there for for them, especially for the, you know to to bring that around. And, you know, but then Jesus made a way that all of us, all of us together, it can find a way to the Father. In John uh, 1, uh, 11 and 12, he says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. For as many as receive him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So, you know, so through Jesus Christ, you know, you know, we, we, we came to know the Lord. We came to know God, you know, and he made a way and he calls us his own. And he calls us, he gave us the right to become children of God. So we are all children of God. And, and we are in a place right now of welcoming more into the kingdom of God. We're in a position that we are being looked at. You know, you have a testimony and you have, we have to be an example. And that's what Paul was doing in this letter. He was saying, you know, we got to, we got to reach out to the Gentiles. We got to reach out to those who are out there. He says, and do it this way to receive one another. Because many may come through those doors and we're going to say like, oh my God, look at this person. You know, but guess what? They're a child of God. They are a child of God. And our job is to receive and our job is to be there, to, to speak to them, to instruct them. And Holy Spirit does the best. And Holy, he's going to do the rest. He's going to do the rest in their lives. He's going to motivate them. He's going to show them the way. You know, and that's why he says to receive one another. And especially when they're, when they're not even doing good, especially when you know that they're, they're having some issues. But it's not our job to change them. That's Holy Spirit's job. Our job is just to receive them with open arms. And again, we're coming into the season. A new year is around the corner. And I can't wait. Can't wait to see what God's going to do. But I also believe that it's going to be a, a spiritual awakening within the churches. You know, a spiritual awakening because many churches have been asleep. Many churches have been asleep. They're not confronting what's going on around them. They're not confronting what's going on around. They're not, sometimes when you speak to people, they don't even want to talk about it. But guess what? Putting our heads in the sand is not going to change what's happening around us. We need to be wise. We need to be wise. And we need to give an account. We need to be verbal. We need to say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And we need to be doing all that in love. In love, in love. And when we do it in love, guess what? The Holy Spirit will come in and he will change the lives. It says in Romans 15, 9, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For it is for this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and say to your name. In other words, Paul, the Gentiles, you know, he's going to hit, Paul was reaching out to the Gentiles. He was uh, sharing the word of God because he knew that the Lord wanted to reach them. And the Gentiles, which is really us, you know, that we may glorify God. And today we're in a position that we can worship God, that we can glorify his name, that we can be grateful for all the marvelous things that he has done. We can rejoice in the Lord. But the word of God says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And this is a season for us to rejoice. Yes, we're going through issues. Yes, we're going through uh, hard times. And sometimes it may be hard to rejoice. But in the in Christ Jesus, it gives us peace to rejoice. It gives us peace to be glad in him. And, and you know, we, we are going to spread that love out there to others. In verse 10, it says, and again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, 
with his people. In other words, Paul was, again, he's calling them for unity, not only for the Gentiles, but for all God's people, all God's people. And today we need to stick together more than ever to pray for Israel, to pray for Israel, to pray for Israel. They are God's people and they need our support and they need our prayer. So, you know, so we need to, to be verbal and we need to say, yes, yes, we will stand with you. You know, we will stand with them because that's what God is giving us in this particular chapter to stand with each other, to stand with each other. And he says in verse 11, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, you know, praise him. All your people, you know, praise God and to worship God together, you know, and in verse 12. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse and he who shall rise and to reign over the Gentiles in him. The Gentiles shall give hope. We have hope, this hope that we have, you know, uh, there was a series that the pastor spoke about a little while back about hope. You know, we have a hope. We have a hope in Christ Jesus. He is our hope. And here Paul is making emphasis, you know, that now we all have a hope in Christ. We have a hope in him. And we need to make sure that we keep that alive and that we can share this with others. Again, we need to spread it. We need to share it. You know, in Psalms, Psalms uh, 117, you know, and this is the shortest Psalms, you know, because some, some of the Psalms are long. I believe it's 119, it's real long, you know, of many verses. But this is only two, two verses in this particular Psalm. And it says there, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, that's all of us. Praise him, all you people, for his mercies and kindness is great towards us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we're praising the Lord together, we don't have time for nothing else. When we praise God and we worship God, we take our vision off all the nonsense that's around us, all the things that are going on. When we worship God and we meditate upon him, he fills us with joy. He fills us with hope. You know, he comforts us. You know, he settles us down, you know, because I know we just celebrated Christmas. Many of us were running all over the place. Not me. I was home. I didn't go nowhere. But many of us were running around out there in the stores. I went to the stores like one time and I said, I got to get out of this place. Everybody's, everybody's so crazy. Everybody's so crazy. Everybody's trying to grab things. You know what I mean? I said, you know, people have forgotten what's the real reason for the season that we're that we're in, you know. God bless you, Nicole. God bless you. <laughs> you know, but, you know, we they have forgotten, you know, the reason for the season, which is Christ Jesus. You know, they, they take everything, they commercialize everything, and, 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 we, and we forget that is the Lord, that we need to draw closer to him, especially now more than ever, especially now that he's opening up new doors for us. Because with every blessing and every door that is open is going to bring new issues. It's going to bring new attacks of the enemy, and we need to be ready. But the best way to be ready for anything that comes our way is to be filled with the word of the Lord, is that we have the word of the Lord in us. So when something comes our way, we can still worship God, that we can still praise God, that we can decree and declare the word of the Lord 
over our situation, that we can rest upon him and know that he is God. You know, my wife's favorite verse is be still and know that I am God. It's to be still and know that I am God. And we're getting ready to step into this new season, to step into a new year. And, And we cannot go into the new year with doubt and fear. We need to go into that new year with the word of the Lord in our heart and our speech and what we are saying and what we decreeing and what we declaring over our family. I know and I feel it that God's going to have a, a it's going to be a spiritual awakening taking place. You know, our prayers, those, those prayers that you've been been asking God, how long, how long, how long, God? God is about is around the corner. It's around the corner, you know, and we got to be grateful and we got to be thankful to God that he's making a way where there is no way. He'll make a way in the middle of the storm. He'll make a way in the middle of the desert. He will take the road that is crooked and make it straight. He will make a way because my God is faithful to his word. He is faithful to his promise. We as human beings, sometimes we fail in that area. We don't, you know, we say we're going to do this and we don't do it. But guess what? God's word will always be fulfilled. God's promises will always come. You know, it's just a matter of waiting. And, you know, but for some of us, that waiting is just about to be over and we need to get ready for it. We need to be saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Look at the blessing that Cumberland County has with this new building. That came out of nowhere. What a blessing. What a blessing. It came to us. He came to us, and that's the way God works. He works in the supernatural. He works in areas, not as men. For men, it is impossible, but God makes all things possible. So it doesn't matter what it is. We need to hold on to that promise, that promise that God's going to save our loved one, that promise that God is in control. He's going to change the situation. I thank you for healing in my body. I thank you for healing in my family. You know, even if we don't see it, we still got to speak it forth. Hebrews 11 says, calling those things that are not as they are, but declaring the word of the Lord. Lord, I thank you for salvation for my son. I thank you for salvation for my daughter. I thank you for my grandkids, Father, that they serve you. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my wife. I thank you that their lives are changed. I thank you that they're being transformed. I thank you for the new job. I thank you for making a way, Lord God, in this possible situation that I am. I thank you, Father God, that you are in control, that the bank says that everything's going to be okay, that the court system is saying in, in, in my favor, they're saying it's in my favor and everything is being changed. I thank you, Lord, for meeting my need physically, emotionally, spiritually, Financially, in every aspect, God is making a way, my brothers and sisters. And that's why we need to rejoice. That's why we need to go into his house with thanksgiving in our hearts and praise him and praise him. Even when we don't feel it, because, you know, sometimes we don't feel it. Come on. Sometimes we may not feel it. We, we get to church. We go like, oh, man, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Doug will say, well, I can't even jump today. But guess what? And soon as and soon as he, he he sees one of those signs and sees somebody coming up the door, guess what? He'll be jumping around like a little rabbit, going all over the place, you know, and saying and saying, welcome, 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 because that's what God does. You know, even when we don't feel it, you know, we just take that step of faith. Even if I don't feel like going to church today, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and I'm going to go in and I'm going to praise God. 
because he has given me life. You know, I always say, Lord, you've given me sight this morning. I was able to breathe in when I got up. My feet were able to touch the ground. I was able to stand out. Lord God, I am grateful. Father, I brushed my own teeth today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I fed my own self. I dressed my own self. I drove my own self. That is a blessing of God. Sometimes we take things for granted. There are many out there that don't have that privilege. For we have that privilege because God has made a way. So we got to thank him in the little things. And as we thank him in the little things, we can start thanking him for the bigger things. And guess what? The bigger thing that you've been praying for, that answer is right around the corner. So hold on, hold on, hold on. And again, because what your blessing becomes my blessing. You know, your promise becomes our promise. And God wants to bless us in this season that we end. And again, this letter was written for us to walk in unity, for the church to walk in unity, for the church to be grateful, you know, and, and to be praising the Lord, you know. And again, just like he says here, you know, rejoice, all Gentiles, rejoice, all his people, praise the Lord, rejoice in his name. And again, if in Psalms 117, praise the Lord, you know, all you people. So God is telling us to praise him. Praise him. And as we praise God, and I'm going to own, and I'm just about finished. Um, as we praise God and we give him the glory and we give him the honor, he gives us his peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that can help me in the middle of my storm, in the middle of the sickness, in the middle of the disappointment. In the middle of the betrayal, that peace that he can that he gives us, that joy, you know, that's a you know that he only can give us for, and he does that as we praise him and as we worship him and as we glorify him. You know, yes, dog, yeah, hot water shower, able to, you know, you got that right. You know, it's the little things. It's the little things that sometimes that we that we forget we need to be grateful for, you know, because our God has done such a great thing for us that he has given us his son. And in this season that we're in, that we celebrate Christ, we celebrate his birth. But not only do we celebrate his birth, we celebrate his sacrifice and what he did for us on that cross. Because if it wasn't for that cross, we wouldn't be here this morning talking about him. That cross made a way for us. He made a way for us to the Father. He gave us hope. He gave us peace. And Paul, you know, in, in verse 13 here, Paul, you know, he, he ends this particular this particular section of this chapter. And I'm going to end with this with a little prayer. You know, it's, like, it's funny how, how he did that. But he says there in verse 13, he says, now may the Lord God of hope, Lord God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in blessings that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at that. By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not your own power. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you that power. You know, and the Holy Spirit gives us with his presence. He gives us his joy. He gives us his peace. He gives us his hope. And that is who we celebrate. So this weekend that is coming as you close the year out. And if you're going to be up at that time, midnight, God bless you. 
I'll probably be in my second dream by then because I'll probably be in bed by nine, 10 o'clock. Okay. I'm just being real, you know, but you know, as we celebrate that time to at that time, let's be grateful. He has given us another year. He is opening up the door for a new year. Beautiful things are coming. Come on. I got to say beautiful things are coming. We cannot be thinking about that hardship is going to come. I'm saying beautiful things are coming. Our God is faithful that he will meet our needs according to his riches and glory. And he's in control, you know, and he's going to bless us in a mighty way this year. So keep your prayers active, you know, keep praising him, keep worshiping him, you know, keep your vision on him. Do not lead into your own understanding because some of these things that I that are happening, we may not understand, but just remind yourself who you are in Christ. You are more than an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are the head and not the tail. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You speak the words of the Lord over yourself and over your family because we're heading into a year that it may be difficult, but guess what? God is making it possible through Jesus Christ and through the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Blessings are coming. Anointing is coming. Freedom, I use those words, freedom is coming to the captives. Freedom, those in our homes that are captives, those, you know, in, in relationships that are captive, they're going to be set free because that's the word of the Lord this morning. We're going into a new season. Get ready, get ready, get ready because the best is about to come. The best is about to come. And with that, my brothers, sisters, I pray that you have a blessed new year. Behave yourself, Doug. Don't go crazy out there. You know, you got a lot of energy. I know, I understand. You know, you're young at heart, but, you know, be careful. You know, unless you make sure that we just give God the praise that he deserves and the glory that he deserves. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters, Father God. I pray that you will just meet their needs according to your riches and glory. I thank you for their victory, Father God. I thank you for the deliverance that is coming their way, Father, in their homes, in their family, in their marriages, in their children, in their grandchildren, for the next generation. Father, I thank you for the breakthrough, my Lord God, that you're going to give them, Father God, and you are giving them even right now as I speak, Father. I see chains being broken. I see deliverance taking place, Father, because why? Because, Father, you are not a respecter of persons, Father, and you are moving. You are moving because you are supernatural, Father God. You are holy, and you move in areas that we don't understand, Father. And I just thank you for the blessings of this year that you have given us. Father, I thank you for Cumberland County, the new building. Father God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory for that, my Lord God. But I thank you for what you're going to continue to do in this coming season. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for what you're doing. Bless our families. Bless our pastors, our leaders. Bless this nation, my Lord God, as we head into this new year. God, let it be breakthrough happening, Father God. Supernatural breakthrough, Father, in our homes, in our community, Father God, in our country. Let it be breakthrough, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. All right, my brothers and sisters. Happy New Year to you if I don't see you. And if anything, I guess I'm going to have to catch you next year. Ah, you know, but I love you. Love you all. God bless. Enjoy your weekend.